everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Long Box, guys. With me, as always, some of my very favorite people on the planet. Josh, how you doing and what are you drinking? I'm a little under the weather, so I'm just sipping an IPA today. I'm taking it easy. I'm going slow. Sipping that IPA. Mikey down there, I think I know what you're drinking because you're in the dungeon of frost. Is that a hot cocoa? It's a hot cocoa. Yes, you are correct. I'm broadcasting from... The uh, Nordic plane known as the Podcast Dungeon here in Connecticut. Did you have any problems with frozen pipes uh, during this big cold snap? No, not at all. Lucky you in that cold-ass basement. <laughs> Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some Glenlivet that my good friend Tommy gave me for Christmas. Oh, nice. He seems like a swell guy. What are you drinking, Tom? <laughs> I am. Uh, I am. My my nieces came and visited me, and we went to a pot shop, and they bought me a dream seltzer, and this is for happiness and tranquility. And I gotta tell you, it gives you a nice little floaty feeling. Floaty. Floaty. And I definitely feel my pants. <laughs> That's one thing pot always did to me. I was aware I was wearing pants. I don't want to take them off. I don't have to discard them. I am aware they are there. Okay. It doesn't do much to change me. Speaking of which, today we're going to be talking about the Changeling, king of the segways. Uh, this character has morphed many, many times over the years. Aww. He has kind of an odd uh, background because I was trying to read it, and it reads like a madman's thought bubble. So, Mikey, maybe you can give us a little bit of the background of the history of this character because I couldn't make heads of tears on it. Tears? Sure, we're going to be talking about the Changeling, a.k.a. Kevin Sidney, a.k.a. the first new member of the X-Men who was actually a mute. Uh, First appearing in Uncanny X-Men number 35, uh, which is, by the way, one of the six Uncanny X-Men I do not own. Um, Created by Roy Thomas and Werner Roth. Changeling was, as with many villains in the Silver Age, started off as a villain and then morphed into a hero for the X-Men. He realized that he wanted to uh, change his ways. He also had a terminal disease. After battling the X-Men, he told Chuck, hey, you know, maybe I can redeem myself in my final days. And Chuck was like, great, why don't you pose as me? just in case somebody tries to kill me. And then we won't tell the X-Men that so we can traumatize them if you do die. And I will go prepare to battle some space aliens. And in an amazing coincidence, he dies and the X-Men think that Professor X has died and it turned out it was just a changeling. And that is his whole fucking story arc for uh, the most part. Now, He also came back later on for the X-Men animated series. And they were originally, they wanted to kill one of the X-Men in the animated series to show that death does mean something, which is really strange for a Saturday morning kids cartoon. But that's uh, what they decided with. And they were going to go with Warpath because he actually dies in the, um, you know, uh, giant size X-Men. And somebody was like, maybe we shouldn't kill one of our few Native American characters. Uh, So they decided, all right, we'll kill the Changeling. But they couldn't use the name the Changeling because DC Comics by that time 
had changed Beast Boy's name to the Changeling in the Teen Titans. So they called him Morph. And this is probably why you get confused, because there are two different Kevins. Kevin Sidney from Earth 616 was the Changeling, and Kevin Sidney from whatever other Earth he came from, Earth 1081, uh, had a very long and storied history with a group called the Exiles, which are characters from all different parallel Earths. Um, and he was the founding member of the Exiles and continued all the way through the end of the series. At one point, he combined with another hero called Proteus. Um, but yeah, I don't consider the more from the Exiles the same as the Changeling from the X-Men. And you pretty much got all of it. Uh, his powers are shape-shifting. He has some psionic uh, powers, mainly given to him by Professor X, because apparently he can do that. Uh, he also was able to do levitation, which mm, I don't know how, but he was a skilled actor, highly trained organizer. Um, yeah. Well, you say he's a skilled actor and a highly trained uh, organizer. Maybe he was just doing the David Blaine thing for levitation. You know, the little magic trick he does where it kind of looks like he's levitating. Same thing with the Sonic Blast. He's kind of fooled people. Maybe. That's uh, the sure, hairline dying on. Maybe. Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? I did see Sonic Blast in his power set. I, I couldn't remember. remember. I, I don't remember the character very well. I, I think that if you're going to go with anyone, uh, Tom, I think you would be most inclined to read the series where – he became a member of Exhumed, where they raised a bunch of dead characters. <laughs> Exhumed sounds fun. <laughs> I'll try that. Yeah. So in X-Men 35, he was a member of Factor 3, which was this global secret society trying to take over the world type of organization. Global um, organization? There were global. three. Well, four from with Morph. They're global, Mike. No, They're local, th- but they want to be global. Hey, you got to think local, globally, act locally, guys. Like, local, yeah. Well, but, I mean, they would attack people in different places all over the world, but they were locally mostly in, like, Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, the, the, that most fearsome of countries. Yeah. They were trying to start World War Three, right? Yes. Uh, because so they'd be the one same country? They, no, they no, figured because, they would survive after a nuclear war. Uh, no, well, no, because they were idiots. The guy behind it was an alien who was just trying to make Earth uninhabitable for the humans. I mean, I the leader all... went by the name Mutant Master. And he was neither a mutant nor a master. Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> exactly. But Changeling was kind of a middle manager. And he was a bit of a super dick. There were three people. Again, a middle manager. They still had an org chart, Mike. What was going on? They still had an org chart. The guy was definitely not up top. I mean, technically an ogre chart. (laughs) Oh. There were a couple of guys in the little flying saucer, the levitation disc, if you will. And uh, and then there was then there was Changeling, and then there was Mutant Master. 
He was definitely middle management. I like how LT keeps on flaunting X-Men 35, knowing it's one of the six X-Men comics I don't own. In your face. Son of a bitch. So prior to X-Men 35. I mean, the story continues in X-Men 36 and 37, Mike. It's true. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. So before this, though, is this the first issue where Professor X exhibits telekinesis and then never really never uses it again? I don't even know if he exhibits it, does he? I think he this does because be... he disables Banshee's bomb hat, bomb thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's a... got a Sean Cassidy no, has a bomb. No, he does that earlier. He does that in in a, a an issue earlier, and then in this one, Banshee goes looking for Factor Three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you're talking about issue thirty four or thirty three, the first appearance of Banshee. Yeah. Which I which I am. Okay. So if you yeah. look at that issue, Chuck does telekinesis. He knocks. He disables the the bomb. But I think in this one, Chuck uses his mechanical legs, which he doesn't use again. Yeah. Let's just chalk this up to the writers not giving a shit. It's fair. No, like he's got mind good. powers. Yeah. Whatever mind powers just happen to come up. Uh, yeah. Whatever yeah. mind powers. Yeah. So that's why Martian Manhunter has so many superpowers, because the writers were like, yeah, 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 you can do that, too. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Whatever the plot necessitates. Yeah, He's if like any, if any hero in DC was made by rolling out of the Marvel Ultimate Powers book, it was Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't like fire. <laughs> well, yeah. You want that extra power? You want that extra roll on the uh, on the D chart? You got to take a weakness. Okay. Can I like Oreos? Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> as long as they're not burning. Yeah. Uh, once again, Josh reminded me that I, I actually know this character really because we play him on Marvel Snap. And he's kind of a fun character just to toss out there because you never know. It could win you the game in one shot. It could do nothing. Is he morph or is he changeling in the game? Morph. Mm. Definitely morph. After the animated series, morph became more so power or so popular that they included him in the exiles just to give him some more comic book cred, I guess. Plus, they had a an action figure for him. Yeah. Which is not too shabby for a guy who actually only had what. Four issues. <laughs> There's a. Why did they just put a? I mean, the oh. Buana Beast has more playtime than Changeling. <laughs> why did they just put a random figure in the box and say it's Morph? We we did sure. not move. Yeah, a why lot did of they have guys. to have a yeah. special thing? Yeah, they yeah, could have been like, yeah. this looks like Wolverine. No, that's Morph. That's Morph. Yeah. Morph is fucking around again. Wolverine hates this. You, if you read the comic, you would know. Yeah. This gets on Logan's nerves. I don't know if you know Logan's is real man. <laughs> wow, way to flex, Tom. Boom! <laughs> Alright, anybody else have any last words about the Changeling? If you're wondering why we are doing an entire podcast on the Changeling, because this is the year of the mutant, we are going to be going through every single, not every single, but a Lots. lot lots of the x-men this year and if you're wondering about the original x-men go back and listen to our 
other podcasts, uh, there's a whole backlog on Podbean. Yeah. Angel, probably the best episode. Oh, uh, great. Episode. Oh, by far. Yeah, if you haven't seen yeah. the Angel, heard the Angel episode. Yeah. yeah. On the wings of an angel. It's it's, yeah. it's almost as tear-jerking as episode three of The Last of Us. Oh, I mean, yeah, go listen to that. That was so <laughs> Mikey, what do you got the front of the long box for me, brother? At the front of the long box today, I've got a game. Usually we play this game on our bonus podcast, The Geek Leak, where if for $1 a month, $1, you can get a, you say? Yes, exactly. Same price as a hand job downtown. You can go on to patreon.com slash the long box guys and get the Geek Leak, where we talk about all things geeky, but not comic book related. And what we do during the week, and uh, usually we play a game. We have been playing a game for a while called Who's Who in the DC Universe, where I give we're going through alphabetically, and I am naming different clues, and the boys have to guess what superhero I am referring to. And we are currently in the Bs, so we're going to continue for a little while and do this game. Not too long, but we'll go through the end of the bees. Uh, this character started off on Earth 2, but then went over to Earth 1 and decided they liked it, even though she was originally a member of the JSA during World War II. She became uh, the girlfriend of the Green Arrow on Earth One. Black Canary. Yes. Nicely done, sir. All right. Next up. First appearing in Crack Comics number one, a senator of the United States who gained the ability to fly because he grew up being raised by a group of birds. Bluebird. Birdman. Uh, he was a member of Uncle Sam's Freedom Fighters. Oh, wait, I thought, wait, Cracked Comics? Yeah, that was the name of the comic. Cracked Comics number one. Because uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. Um Because I love the Freedom Fighters. Um, Black Hawk. Uh, Black, Black Crow? Uh, you guys are close. Uh, I'm going to just end it now, mercifully. It's Black Condor. Black Condor. Yeah, I can see the costume clear as day. Uh, the Blackhawks were the next one, so I'm just going to skip right <laughs> over them. <laughs> you know, George Santos was a member of the original Blackhawks. He founded them. Yeah. Yeah, and his wife, Morgan Fairchild. Whom I've seen naked. He used to let Chop Chop sit on his lap while he flew in the plane. Wow. It's true, though. It's true, though. (laughs) Uh, This next character uh, was an Olympian uh, and a high school teacher. Black Lightning. Tony Isabella, yes, Black Lightning. High school teacher, I should have had it at the, uh, the, the triathlete. <laughs> uh, uh, first appearing in Black Lightning number one, but I thought that might give it away. Might be, yeah, <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> 
Uh, next character. First appearing in Adventure Comics number 428. Uh, crime fighter who is the most mysterious. Um, never revealing who she truly is and what the full extent of our powers are. Um, yeah, that's about all they have in the 1985 Who's Who, but I'll give you a few more clues. She ended up being a member of Justice League Dark. Is it flower-based? She had a three-issue miniseries in Vertigo. Oh, Black Organ. Yes, you are correct. I should and, have JSA. Ooh, a lot of villains. Lot of villains. Uh, um, next up is first appearing in Captain Adam number 83 for Charlton Comics. Uh, he was friends of an archaeologist named Dan Garrett who found a mysterious scare. Yes. And we'll do one more. A, this guy's out of the blues, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, first appearing in Fury of Firestorm number 24, he was a special effects artist and Blue Devil. Man. Yep. I was, I, I was trying to give it out too, but that was, yeah. Good job. All right. And last one, Action Comics number 276, the stud of the Legion of Superheroes because he married Triplicate Girl. Bouncing Boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> My personal favorite superhero. <laughs> All right, so if you're interested in hearing shenanigans like that, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast over at Patreon. Yeah. And LT, what do you got at the back of the long box, yeah, friend? At the back of the long box, I have the Defenders number 79, a story called Chains of Love where the defenders go up against a villain named Mandrill, where they come up against their arch foe, the Mandrill. And it is their arch foe because several issues later, I believe it's either Valkyrie or Hellcat that says it's their arch villain, the Mandrill. Mandrill, of course, is... Somebody's getting ready for our sexual assault podcast. (laughs) Mandrill, of course, is a character that can control women. And he takes over Valkyrie and Hellcat, and neither one of them enjoys the experience. But Valkyrie particularly uh, despises the experience and makes it her goal to get after Mandrill because of it. So I recommend reading The Defenders. Uh, It's a great it's a great issue. Um, it has two storylines going on. It has one where Doctor Strange and the Hulk are sort of in this tunnel world uh, with these Arion folks, which don't make a lot of sense to me because they have wings coming out of their heads. That the wings don't really do anything, except uh, seems like it would prevent them from being able to fly on airplanes and... Um, do a lot of other things that are convenient to people and also prevent peripheral vision. But they're in the tunnel world and having some issues. And then on the the surface, um, 
some of the female characters in the Defenders are going up against Mandrill and getting taken over. And it's a whole storyline with Mandrill building a, f- a female army to take over and getting stopped. And it's great. Fun fact. What? I own... 141 issues of the 152 issues, (laughs) 52 issues of the Defenders, and that is one of the ones I don't own. What the fuck are you trying to say, LT? Have you just been going through my list of shit I don't own? Maybe, Mike. Maybe even sniping you on eBay. Issues that you don't own, Mike. Son of a. I mean, have you read X Men 35, Mike? God, it's all about factor three. They're trying to take over the world. I mean, go on. What do you mean? <laughs> you may call me Mandrill, Valkyrie, as you join the ranks of those who serve me. And believe me, you will serve me willingly and with love. Are you reading from the actual... Is that not the sound of some villain that just wants to forcibly use his pheromones to take over all of womankind and use them as an army? That can't be his voice. That cannot be Mandrill's voice. You either use a fucking fake voice next time or you don't fucking read Mandrill. All right. All right. I'll do it again. (laughs) You may call me Mandrill, Valkyrie, and you join the as you join the ranks of those who serve me. And believe me, you will serve me willingly and with love. Is that better? Tom, are you fucking happy now? You yeah, had to do that again? Better. It was better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can't get over from... the fact that in that shirt you look like Frankenberry. Are, are you reading from the comic or are, do you have a digital copy? Uh, reading from oh, these. the Essential. Uh, essential Defenders. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. All right, whatever. I'm, not, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I would I'm love sorry. Did I not buy the individual the issue? Because I'm willing to actually read the story, Mike. Unlike some of us who just aren't willing to read key issues. What the hell are you dying on there, buddy? We all like those issues. Oh, not Mike. He hasn't read it because he doesn't own it. <laughs> God damn it. I wow. own 25,000 comics. I, you picked one I don't, I haven't read. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Jeebus. Ring, ring. Burn you to call for Mike. Jeez, man. What the fuck? That's a deep one. Is, is LT mean, just going to, LT's whole goal now for the the back of the long, or the front of the long, whatever, whatever he does. He is just going to be finding shit I don't own to mock me. Yeah. Oh, you don't own this hand-drawn comic I found in a bin in the bottom of a basement hidden underneath a joke store? What are you, nuts? In a Has filing cabinet like in a room without a, a light? With a sign on the door saying "Beware of Leopard." That's a that's a hitchhiker's guy. You know joke. exactly what that was, and it was behind well, maybe the- not everybody does. <laughs> Weird flex, Mike. <laughs> that's the hill I'm planning on dying on. <laughs> that was a little tangential. Speaking of which, Josh, you got a tangent for us? Yeah, so I've been uh, kind of on the hunt for a new video game, like something sort of like, you know, single player storyline kind of decent gameplay. 
I haven't really found anything yet. But I was thinking, you know what would be nice? If this game from when I was a kid was updated to the same to give me the same amount of joy and feeling I had when I played it when I was a kid, but an awesome video game now, what game are you taking? Well, I kind of got my wish because I finally got an, an update of uh, Brigadine. Play, I've already played through like six times. It's terrific. What was that Shogun thing that you guys were always playing? No, that was Revenge. Revenge. And yeah. I can't find a port or a copy. Oh, I can find a port of Nobunaga? Well, I can't install a port because I'm a moron. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's different, cool. I guess. I, I found other Nobunaga games online and games like it, but nothing beat that game. That game was just great. Because you can randomly really fuck someone over just by sending one lone ninja. One lone ninja can almost, well, I mean, hardly yeah. ever did it. But he could. Could. And we had to live in fear of the ninja attack as well as keeping our crops up to date, the damn dams built. Mike, is that your pick? No, I never played that game. I just was curious. I was about to say you only watched. (laughs) We were the first Twitch for Mike. (laughs) Did anyone else? So for me, it was Legacy of the Ancients. Does anybody remember Legacy of the Ancients, Commodore 64? Yeah, you can gamble. (laughs) You can gamble, yes. We love doing that. You can rob the town. You can rob the town and all the guards are trying to murder you. Yeah. Yep. And then the 3D part, you were going through this. It was a fantasy game. and But the 3D part, you know, 3D part, the first person part, uh, you could go through and there were all these uh, uh, paintings on the wall, but you were looking at the back of them and you could step through them into other worlds and other places. Tom, did you ever finish that game? I only played with you. I didn't have a Commodore 64. I was poor, son. We didn't have a floor in the kitchen. You thought I had a Commodore 64 upstairs? So my favorite thing about that game, spoiler alert, is the end of the game. So you basically you wake up in the world and you don't remember anything. And you go trying to solve the, the legacy ancients and all this stuff, this big battle in this fantasy world. But if you get to the end part of the game and you step through the last accessible painting, you find out that you're actually in a trapped in a cursed painting and you're from our world. Ooh. Yeah, it's a great game. A lot of depth, a lot of different gameplay. Yeah, you can... Oddly enjoyable uh, for Commodore 64, yeah. Swap out weapons and... Uh, yeah, I had I'll, one I'll, of the, the, the code wheel disc things. Yeah. So, like, do code, like code puzzles and rune puzzles. It was good. And, the, and once again, I really enjoyed the casino part. And that was a novelty back then. You didn't yeah. see that in money yeah. games. And it was basically liar's dice. And it, the AI was pretty simple, so... You can do okay. <laughs> Tommy, is there a game like that for you? Um, so, I mean, I would probably say Zombies Ate My Neighbors. You played a lot of that game. <laughs> that, that was, was fun, you... though. It was, it was just wacky fun. It was wacky fun. Mike, you didn't say your pick. You just pointed out one that me and Josh should have picked. <laughs> oh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, by the way. Remember when I came to live with you in Boston and... Two days later, I was like, oh, I got to stop playing this video game and move to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn you, LT. No, I, for me, I would say, I think Burger Time needs uh, a little love. All right. <laughs> it's a fun game. Yeah. At the time. I mean, I don't like those games anymore. They're just kind of repetitive. And um, I did enough, you know, cooking burgers for other people. <laughs> Last me a lifetime. I think I'm okay with the Burger Time. 
But it was kind of a fun game. I like Tapper. Tapper was kind of fun. What is that? It was Tapper, that was a game kind of like that, except you were a bartender, and you just had to throw the bugs and beer down to people who were calling oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, slide down the bar thing. Yeah, and you were yeah, slide down, down the, the bar. bar. Yeah, would kind of I do remember up. that. And if you had the cool one, it was actually a keg handle instead of a joystick, so you're like, you can move the guy up. I didn't see a ton of them, but I saw some, and it was kind of funny. Like, oh, I got a keg Josh, did you get inspired by this by watching Saturday Night Live this week? Nope, I I probably haven't watched Saturday Night Live in 20 years. Oh, Oscar Isaacs was on, and they had the next gritty HBO remake of a video game, and it was Super Mario Karts. <laughs> it was nice. pretty fun, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. They've had a couple, there's a TikTok thing where the Mario World battle is dirty and gritty and awful, and it's really, really deep and entertaining, and it goes on for a long, long, long time. They're all about five minutes, but there might be a hundred of them. Wow. And it's deep, and it's well-acted, and deep. Very puzzling. Okay. Is the it deep? The of time comes into play. It's very deep. Yeah. Very deep. Okay. It's got a lot of girth. It's very deep. Girth. It's got a lot of deep. All right. Does that bring us to plugs already? Brings us to 3D18, Tom. 3D18? Oh, I didn't have a good 3D18. Uh, puppies. Uh, cuteness. Scale of 3D18. I've been drinking a lot of pot water. 18. Wow. <laughs> All right. Capybara versus puppy. 18 for the puppy. 17 for the capybara. Yeah. Uh, 18 for the capybara. 18 for the puppy. For me. I'm going to give them an equal stats. I'm going to fight it out to the death. You want to f- have puppies fighting capybaras to, to the death? death? Yeah. The cutest bloodbath ever. Huh. Wow. I guess that does bring us to plugs. Uh, we do have Pentagon coming up like a runaway rail car on rocket sleds and stuff. Two weeks yeah. from tomorrow we leave. Wow. wow. I didn't think it was that close. Two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, we're doing one new panel. We've been asked to host Tony, but that's kind of up in the air. Up to Uncle Tony to say he wants to do it. And I'm excited about going. I just got my scarf for my Doctor Who cosplay because uh, that's an easy one to do. I'm just Doctor Who. Richard Jacket. I don't, I don't have a jacket. <laughs> Everyone else ready? We're doing Trent uh, the Tracksuit Mafia. Super easy one. Tracksuit, yep. Trap. yep. Nice and comfy. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, just wear a Alpha Omega shirt or an Alpha shirt or Try Lambda, Lambda, Lambda Lambda shirt. Yeah. I want someone to go as Omega Moo. <laughs> Come on, LT. Take the hit, man. You're the Omega Moo. <laughs> Come on. Take the hit. Come on. All right. You guys don't think LT looks anything like Frankenberry? Am I just that high? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenberry staring at me. <laughs> uh, we're also looking to see friends down there. We're going to see Tam and you know Tammy, yeah, yes, Salinos. Wow, you just keep getting higher and higher, Tom. That's what the can says. <laughs> yeah, Ian and Tammy Lino. Where do I know them from? GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com. Hello, Tammy. 
GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, you name it, they got it. Saki sets, GeekOrthodox.com has all of your geeky wonderfulness. And if you want t-shirts, you got to go to IanLito.com because that's where they have t-shirts, baseball caps, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I got to email Ian because I never got my rodents of unusual size <laughs> shirt. Sure. That's a cool shirt. It yep. would be if I got it. Just have yeah. to bring it to Pentagon. Yeah. yeah. Or just take one there. <laughs> it's not like we don't run the booth. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, uh, Josh is helping run the booth. We've all given pee breaks. Yeah, but the way you're phrasing it is like, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> you already paid for it. <laughs> I know. That's why I got to reach out to them and let them know. I can pick it up at Pensacon. That's not a problem. I'm just not going to go grab it. Just grab it like, this is mine. Run away. <laughs> would be hey, Mikey, who provides our geek rock music? I believe that would be Kirby Crackle. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And if you're wondering... What geek rock music? Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not editing this podcast anymore. <laughs> and you can buy their entire catalog on Bandcamp for like like ninety seven fifty. The entire catalog. It's amazing. That would fill a lot of gaps. True. We hate gaps, don't we, Mike? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mike, what is the podcast like to you? This podcast is like drunk history, but for comics. And Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy, any last words? <laughs> Come get your shots with the long box, guys. We got all the shots. And the big road trip from Atlanta to Pensacola. Is that your uh... sector? Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> Life on the highway. Doing it my way in a minivan. And don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You will live longer. Thanks for the long box, guys. Bye-bye.